the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the November issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Helping Your Child Feed Their 4-H or FFA Market Steer. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Carla Wilkie, who's a Nebraska Extension cow-calf specialist based at the Panhandle Research and Extension Center. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Dr. Wilkie, as we record this podcast, we are sitting here in early November, and so folks are probably getting that 4-H calf or FFA steer purchased this time of year, uh, getting ready to weigh it in here after the first of the year and point towards that next summer's county fair. Just talk through with us some things that that parent might do in terms of helping their, their youth understand their project, helping them think about their feeding of it, and to do that in a way that's economical. So in the article that I wrote, I, I did mention that for some people, you know, just having a commercially prepared complete diet may be what works best for them. But but there may be other families that it works out better for them to buy bulk commodities and, and kind of mix the feed with the kid. And that's a lot of times more economical because you're not paying for it already being mixed and bagged or, you know, whatever. And so certainly that's one way to do it, but you, you kind of need to know what the animal weighs when you get started, what your target weight is at fair, and then figure out how many days you have to get there. And that kind of will tell you pounds per day that the, the calf needs to gain. And then I just, you know, used an example diet that contained a, an energy source, a protein source, and a, a roughage source to help the parents kind of develop something that would help the kid move the the calf up through, you know, a series of diets as he grows. So that's kind of what I tried to cover. So I think one of the challenges, and I think of anyone who's had a a 4-H or FFA project is we're usually dealing with, you know, maybe a handful of calves or just two or three. And so having a consistent consumption, uh, avoiding digestive upsets, things like that. What are some thoughts around developing a ration to help us maybe minimize the risk of some of those kind of issues. That's a good point. One one of the things that I always try to encourage people to do when they just have two or three calves is to feed twice a day because it is pretty easy for say one day a calf doesn't feel very good and so he's not eating much and another calf feels great today and it'd be real easy for him to eat his feed and half of the other calf's feed and then make himself sick. So um, one of the things that kind of helps avoid some of that is to to feed twice a day and divide the the feeding for the pen in half and feed half in the morning and half in the evening. And another thing that I've always encouraged 4-Hers to do is to to maybe understand that you're probably not going to be able to push the calf as hard as maybe a commercial feedlot would do because they do have a good mixer, a good grinder, you know, have maybe better facilities to, to put together that diet. And so I include a little more roughage or the roughage in the form of long stem hay to help kind of minimize some rumen upsets when we're increasing the energy level in the diet. But you know, if we start working on that, when we get the calf in November, we can still have that calf up to 1300 pounds by fair. And sometimes I, I see calves at fair that are a little under finished. And I, and I think probably what happens in those situations is maybe they're just either they are a little afraid to push the energy level uh, enough to get that calf there, or maybe they didn't know 
how much energy to feed to get the calf to, you know, a finished, a more finished state. And so I'm just hoping with the article that it will, you know, give parents and students a little more confidence and maybe some starting points to to help them set a goal and, and some confidence to get there. So I think one of the things you mentioned is, you know, know what your calf weighs and then know what you have in terms of days and what you want to do. And I think one thing I also encourage is don't get behind. So yes. it's it's better to have that calf weigh a little more, maybe at that first weigh in and, uh, you know, maybe be able to back him off just a little bit if needed, if he goes off feed or especially as we move into the summer months where we can get hot. And again, these small groups of, of calves, you know, they're in a different situation than they are in a feed yard. And so we've got to recognize that uh, getting behind on a calf is a, is a challenge. So if you're a little ahead of the game, you give yourself a little bit of margin as you point towards that county fair date. Yes. And some of the things that can get a calf behind are not having a good water source. You know, if they don't have water, they don't eat. Having feed in front of them that got old and moldy and um, nobody cleaned it out and they didn't get going again on fresher feed. And so parents kind of overseeing students as they're doing some of those things and checking behind them a little bit is, in my mind, not necessarily helicopter parenting, but is kind of just helping oversee some of those things and saying, hey, you need to clean that water or hey, that feed probably needs to be tossed and we need to start over. And um, just just recognizing that the student needs a little guidance sometimes in those things that maybe are things that are common knowledge to us because we've done it a long time, but remembering that our students knew to it. Yeah. And another thing I really encourage is take some check weights. So I think, uh, you know, you have a weigh-in sometime January, February for a lot of county fairs in Nebraska anyway. And some counties, they don't have weigh-ins, but, you know, I know for a lot of folks, hey, I don't have a scale at home, but oftentimes there's a co-op nearby where you can put your calf on this trailer, go running by, go weigh the trailer empty and get pretty close in terms of what's that calf weigh. And that really can help you kind of know where you're at on both ends. And I've seen some scenarios where calves were getting a little too big. And so we needed to slow them down a little bit, but on the other hand, if things aren't going as quickly as they should, uh, if you know that two or three months ahead of time, you got some time to make it up. If you know that two weeks before fair, it's a little too late. Yes. I think another thing that helps keep them on track is consistent feeding at the same time every day. And unfortunately, that is seven days a week. And and sometimes we think, dude, it's Sunday. I don't want to get up and go feed at you know six o'clock. But it's very critical for calves on a high finishing diet to not have ups and downs in the the time of day that they're fed, that they, that they are very consistently um, when it's time to eat there, the feed is there so that they don't get over hungry and they don't overeat. And so aside from the fact that it is seven days a week, the other challenge that a lot of kids have, especially in our rural areas where our kids are involved in lots of things, is that the student, you know, may not be home today when they normally feed at six in the evening or whatever, because they had to leave school early to go to a sporting event or whatever. And so in the article, I really encouraged parents to give that responsibility to the kid to designate somebody else to do it rather than the parents just saying, okay, well, I'm going to feed. 
because you're not going to be here, but have the student say, mom, dad, will you feed for me? And here's the amount that I weighed up and this just needs to go in the bunk. And, and to have conversations with the kids about how clean was the bunk, you know, where the, the cattle need to be increased on their feed or backed off a tad or, or whatever, and kind of make it more, more of a responsibility for the kid, even though I realize that's, that can be a challenge, but that can help that kid take ownership more of that project and um, and kind of some bonding time because then the parents and the kid got to have a conversation about how it went, you know, so. Yeah. And I think also uh, recognizing there's going to be some failures probably and uh, things aren't going to go well at times. And the process is more important than the placing. I have to remind myself of that at times. But again, life lessons are sometimes hard lessons. Uh, those are things that will be memorable. And so there's got to be some room for failure, but also some protections or guardrails along the way. Exactly. And and I think that most of the time what we create in these situations is a kid with work ethic. And what we maybe get frustrated with is the short-term goal of, well, we wanted the kid to to win grand champion or whatever. And, and what we don't see is the what we really created. And that was maybe not a steer that won, but a kid that wins at life. And so I think we need to keep that in mind that our, as a parent, our, our goal here is to, you know, create a kid that understands responsibility and work, work ethic, but that we also build bonds with that kid. Because as a parent, if your kid is working with a, you know, thousand pound, 1200 pound animal, you, you might need to be out there too. And so, you know, it's a good bonding experience, but it's, it's also those times that you get an opportunity to, to teach them something about the beef industry. And they, they may choose a career in that because they really got into that, you know, or they may figure out that, boy, you've really got to work hard at what you want, but what I want isn't exactly this. And so that's okay too. Well, Carla, thanks for taking the time to put this together. I think a timely article for the time of year we're in, and I think one that'll be helpful for folks as they get started with their beef projects this year. Yep. I hope all the kids have a lot of fun this year getting their animals ready. Well, for more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, you can find it at the beef.unl.edu website.